It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there, welcome to my show. My name is Cindy Liming and I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. I apologize for not getting an episode out last week. I think the lack of sun may have gotten the best of me. When I get everything done around the house, I usually lay down in bed and unwind a little before I fall asleep, and that time frame is normally my time for podcasting. And unfortunately, as soon as I've been getting into bed, I've been out cold. There's been no winding down or anything. I lay in bed and I'm out. But the sun came out for a few minutes yesterday, and I had the luxury of seeing it while it was there. And therefore, I am rejuvenated and ready to rock and roll. Anyway, if nothing else, it's given me some time to put more thought in today's episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a few products that I stopped buying and why. But first, I wanted to share about this really cool book I bought that is super helpful on my journey of becoming my best self. It's called 100 Life Challenges. And I brought this book up in an earlier episode. But basically, it's a book that includes 100 different 30-day challenges. I'm only on the third challenge, and it has been helping me tremendously so far. I say so far because the first two challenges were things I was already doing, so they weren't that challenging. Um, I bought this as um, a Christmas gift for myself, so I started the first two challenges around the holidays. Challenge one was to write down three things each day that I'm thankful for. I posted a photo of that page because you can check off each day as you do it. Well, actually, for the um, writing down three things you're grateful for, it has um, boxes. You know, I wrote down the three things in each box. So you can see that on all of my social media challenges. But this is really easy for me, though, because I was already doing that every day in my regular journal. But as always, I must say that practicing gratitude in this way has helped my mindset in an impactful way. Challenge two was to meditate for a few minutes each day for 30 days. All of these are 30-day challenges. And this one was a smidge more challenging because although I meditate pretty much on a daily basis, I sometimes forget to over the weekend because it's been so much part of my morning routine Um, and I have everything like down to the minute that once the weekend rolls around, I often don't work out or do anything. So (laughs) on the weekends, I kind of forget about meditating. 
I should be finished with this challenge by next week. And I started challenge three about a week ago. And this one's going to sound crazy, but this one actually is challenging for me. The challenge is this. I have to do 10 jumping jacks a day. And I know many of you are runners and workout beasts, and I'm sure you're laughing at me right now. But when you don't do a ton of cardio like me, 10 jumping jacks is tough. I mean, seriously, right now, pause me and do 10. If you're able to, that is. If you're driving, don't do that. But if you're just standing around and getting ready in the morning, pause this podcast right now and do 10 jumping jacks. If you're young and vibrant and you work out all the time, this is light work for you. I know. But my friends who are over 40 and are lucky if they get somewhat of a workout in each day, I bet you just kept on listening, didn't you? You didn't pause this. You're listening and laughing and nodding your head and relating to me right now. Seriously, give it a try. It's not as easy as you think if you're 40 and over. Funny thing, I put a post in my Facebook group to see if anyone else wanted to try the 10 Jumping Jack Challenge with me, and only three other people decided to give it a go, one of them being my husband. Jumping Jacks aren't really all that fun when you're adulting. I've done it every day so far for four days, and I don't like it, but it's huge for me. It is a challenge. <laughs> but besides that, I still love this book because um, I think sometimes we just need permission or we just need to be told what to do. And I know it's not an actual person that's telling me what to do, but I like the idea of it. And the whole idea behind the 10 jumping jacks is that you're supposed to probably do more than 10. I haven't done more than 10 yet, so I do my 10 and I call it a day. But I do love the book because it's getting me to at least get up and do some kind of cardio. So um, I do love the book. I love being able to check off boxes. I don't know why. That's just me. But if you're one of those people that you love to cross off things on lists or you love to put a check mark in a box and see your progress, um, this is a great book because you'll have that record forever. And, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. So if you want to get that book, I've included a link in the show notes. And so if you'd like to purchase it and join in on the fun, you can go to the show notes and get the book called 100 Life Challenges. On with today's topic. This is going to be a two-part episode because as I sat down to outline this episode, I discovered that I stopped buying a lot of things and too many to put in one episode. So I'm going to tell you three of the seven things that I stopped buying over the last year or so and why. And then in my next episode, I will tell you the remaining four. And I think this topic will be helpful if you're trying to be more environmentally friendly and if you're trying to save some money and maybe even some space too. I've been reading so much about how to make a waste-free home. And I get it, but in reality, it seems really hard to do. But I guess being waste-free that would be the ultimate goal, but it definitely isn't going to happen overnight, if at all. And some of these blog posts that I read on Pinterest seem really intimidating to me. Like, really, I don't know how these people do it. I mean, there's people that don't even buy toilet paper, and they're using bidets. I don't know how you do all of this. I'm sure it hasn't happened overnight. It's just when I read the blog posts, they seem like they just, it's so easy. But it really isn't, um, because you've really got to change the way that you do things. And believe me, I want to do my part in being as environmentally friendly as I possibly can in my corner of the world. 
So I'm doing my best. And I really also like sharing what I'm doing with you, but we, re- we really need to be real. I feel driven to share with you easy, doable tips to do in your household with your own craziness and make the world a better place together one day at a time. So the first thing I stopped buying is paper towels for the most part. I keep a roll around the house just in case, but I notice that I rarely need a paper towel. Instead, I've been using washcloths to clean up messes and to wipe down the countertops. And I also included a link in the show notes to um, a stack of 24 for a pretty good price on Amazon for you guys to check out if you need to buy some. Um, <clears throat> but the washcloths that I use, they're white and they're only used for the countertops in the kitchen, nothing else. At first, I stopped buying paper towels because I was looking for ways to cut back, like cut back as far as spending and space. I mean, I was buying paper towels in bulk, and I had so many of them. I had it just automatically delivered to my house from Amazon. I had so many that I had to stash them in two different closets, and it was taking up a lot of space. And I was also getting tired of buying them And so like, if you think about it, you just take a paper towel, you wipe up a mess, and then you throw it into the garbage. And that really bothered me because I felt like I was taking just like my money and throwing it in the trash. So in addition, I try to keep myself educated on how to be earth friendly. And like I said, I'm on Pinterest a lot, probably too much. And on occasion, I'll read some blogs on how to keep our home as environmentally friendly as possible. So Because of that, I was able to do a little researching to see how bad paper towels are for the environment. And interestingly enough, from what I found, it depends on the source. So some things say that paper towels are compostable as long as they are chemical and bleach free. Now my thing is, how many of you are checking for that? Not me. And I never even thought about it either. So some say they are taking up a ton of unnecessary space in our landfill, which is probably true. However, if they're biodegradable, then no big deal, right? But are they? So I really couldn't find a definite answer on this one. But one consistent statement I found after sifting through a few articles is that paper towels definitely are made from trees. And according to the article that I found on norwexmovement.com, if every household in the U.S. just used one less roll of 70 sheets of paper towels, that would save 544,000 trees a year. I mean, we need trees to, like, breathe, you know? So, anyway, I stopped buying paper towels. But what about those washcloths that I use? Isn't that disgusting? Not really. I wipe the counter down and then I rinse the cloth with hot water and soap and I let it air dry and then I use the same one about two other times that day and then I throw it in the wash. And we're all alive and well. So if there are any really bad germs in the mix, it isn't affecting my family. And you know who else probably did this? Probably grandma. I don't know when paper towels were invented, but somehow we've continued on as a society without them. Not buying paper towels as much as I used to saves me money and space, and I'm saving a tree or two. Oh, and I'm saving space in the landfill for other stuff. Can you imagine if we did, if all of us did that? 
give it a try. It was super, it was a super easy switch for me. And I can't believe I didn't think of it sooner. I also quit buying bottled water, and I'm pretty sure a lot more people have made the switch. In episode 59, I talked about plastic in our country um, and how the plastic that we put in the recycling bin isn't really getting recycled. So supposedly China won't take our recycled plastic anymore, and our country isn't equipped to handle it all at the moment. So it just goes in the landfill, even though you're putting it in the recycling bin. So talk about betrayal. If that's actually true. I was very upset about that. So I think there's some truth to this. However, I've discovered that I'm never really going to know unless I go to a recycling plant, make that several different recycling plants, and follow the life of a water bottle to see where it goes. That's the thing with media. We can never be really sure. That I do know for sure. I did have a conversation with my own local waste disposal company, and they said that what is being recycled here in Amherst really is being recycled and not going into the landfill, like the plastic. Like anything that goes in the recycling bin, they're actually recycling it. But again, I would need to see it to believe it because, say, they aren't putting it in the landfill. Of course they would tell me this. So again, we never really know. And since we, the common citizen, won't really know, perhaps just reducing our plastic consumption is the way to go. Therefore, I don't buy bottled water. We just use the washable water bottles. My favorite brand is Contigo, and I've included a link in the show notes if you would like that. I mean, water bottles have been kind of an issue in my house because often they break or um, we lose parts or they leak. Um, but Contigo, I've discovered, um, are really, really great. I bought one for my daughter. I haven't bought like an adult one for myself, but the one for my eight-year-old is working out really well. No leaks or anything. It's super durable and I love it. Now I know some people refuse to drink water from the tap and I have one of those Brita water pitchers that I keep in the fridge. I have to admit, I like the taste of it better than tap water, but to be honest, I also drink from the tap. As much water as we drink in my house, the pitcher just isn't big enough to keep up. So tap water it is if there's not cold water in the pitcher. But again, we're alive and well. Tap water is fine. Another thing I stopped buying is pop. Now, I started this about 19 years ago when I was pregnant with my son, Christian. And if you have more than one child, you know that that first one, you do all you can by the book. So therefore, I had no caffeine, I didn't stand near microwaves, and so on. So with my son Christian, I never drank coffee or pop. And once he was born, I discovered, though, that I actually need coffee. (laughs) And by the way, I drank a cup of coffee when I was pregnant with my second child, and two cups a day with my third, and both of them turned out just fine. But I never added pop back into the mix. I will have an occasional pop. Like if I have to drive late at night, which happens like twice a month. But otherwise, there's no pop in this house. Sadly, the only drinks in our home is water, almond milk, and apple juice. So if we have an unexpected guest pop over, sorry. There really isn't anything all that exciting here to drink. In addition, pop just isn't healthy. There isn't anything in pop that's good for you. Plus, I have a pretty good feeling that it eats away at us. And the reason why I feel this way, and I've read some stuff on the internet, but 
I actually I did an experiment with my students once to show them how Pepsi affects their teeth. So I took an egg and I soaked it in Pepsi and the shell literally became soft. So I imagine that's what probably happens to our teeth when cavities are formed. I mean, what could it be doing to our insides if we're drinking it all the time? And pop is fattening. Pepsi is 150 calories of nothing healthy. I mean, believe me, I love pop. I really do. Like, anymore now that I don't ever have it, hardly at all, when I have it and I drink a Pepsi, like, I can literally feel it running through my veins. And I like it on occasion. But it's just one thing that has been very, very easy for me to give up. So to wrap this up, I stopped buying the following. I stopped buying paper towels. I save money. I save space in my house. And I free up space in the landfill. And I'm saving some trees. I stopped buying bottled water. This also saves me money and space in the fridge. I don't buy pop. And again, I save money and pop isn't healthy. Also, by the way, if you've noticed this, and I'm sure you have, pop can be kind of expensive. Like by just drinking... um, the free unlimited water at restaurants, my family saves, we're a family of four, we probably save about eight bucks off of our bill when we eat out, which isn't that often, but still a savings. So what are some things that you used to buy on a regular basis but don't anymore? Why did you stop buying it? So let's continue this conversation in the Facebook group at www.facebook.com groups slash YDDOA. You can also find me on Instagram at YourDDofAwesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Also, please check out my website for all things awesome at YDDOA.com. You'll find all the deals, resources, and links that I talk about on this show and all of my episodes. That's YDDOA.com. Check it out. So start saving some money, space, and the environment by making the small changes that I talked about in this episode. Make it an awesome week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.